welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's Garbage People and a look at all the trashy news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. And uh, I'm crazy. Oh, you're crazy? I'm wild. I'm just fucking wild right now. <laughs> I. <laughs> What's been going on? It's part of why I'm trash, so I, I can't spoil it. What's been going on with you? Okay, I I had uh, I just took a at home COVID test because I woke up with a sore throat. Ooh, Daddy Government sent me some free COVID tests. Damn, you already got yours. We got ours in the mail. Oh shit! And already took two of them. <laughs> oh my god, you only get four. I know. Winston and I both took one, so it's like oh, we've wiped out half the stash. Uh oh. So, I know. Negative but or what? It was negative. Not COVID, just a sore throat. So it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> I've been liking the uh, memes and like TikToks that are going around of people, like women sh- texting pictures of pregnancy tests to their like boyfriends or whatever and being like, baby. <laughs> and then like their reaction or like to their parents or whatever. And the reaction is like, oh, okay, well, you'll have to quarantine and we'll probably have to cancel Saturday's plans. And they're like, it's a pregnancy <laughs> test. <laughs> pregnancy test you more <laughs> but i i agree pregnant women should quarantine we should put them uh, corral them together mm-hmm. and then not expose them for nine months and then no no erica I, you're starting to sound like the handmaid's tale yes i i saw where that was going and then i immediately <laughs> wanted to to back out of it but i was like you've already committed to the bit Go, go harder, go deeper. You got to go, you got to go four layers deeper at this yeah. point. This is how like Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson get started is that they just committed to the bit and they're, they're, they're t- perfect improvisers. They, yes. The uh, Andy Kaufman's of our day. They've yes. anded themselves into a career. Yeah. Who says, who says that SNL is your only option? Yeah. You've got to, you know, once you hit 35 and, you know, SNL's not necessarily knocking on your door, mm-hmm. the only way to make it is to turn into conservative media. That's not bad advice. And it's not, not true. <laughs> Why are you trash? Well, I have been playing it pretty fast and loose with the old home manners lately. What? I haven't been out in public in quite some time Mm -hmm. and I have been burping farting and sneezing like it's going out of style and the other day I mid-meal burped and then just continued to eat And, and normally I say like oh excuse me pardon me uh, oops, you know, uh, and you know, I have the hiccups simultaneously and my boyfriend at this point in time, this ju- you know, junction in time just looked at me and just said, could we have a little decorum? And it was like a dagger to the heart. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. I've been an inside kid for too long and I haven't had to use my outside manners in quite some time. And I've gotten comfortable and I was like two steps away from becoming completely feral. (laughs) And he said decorum, like just the smallest amount of decorum. That is very relatable. I am experiencing something similar. And one of the times i play it a little bit faster and looser when it comes to the covid rules than you do i'm not crazy but uh we do travel still and one time we were in the airline lounge and i just burped like in public just in the lounge and as soon as it came out i gasped because i knew it was wrong and i pointed at my boyfriend (laughs) like 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 a kid he did it did it work no are you kidding his face he he was appalled at me 
He couldn't believe that I did that to him. I yeah. I couldn't believe I did it to him. <laughs> it was just my immediate instinct was to not take the blame and be like, no, it was this disgusting man. <laughs> he was the one who burped out loud in your nice airport lounge, not me. I'm a, court of- I'm a dainty woman. Sorry. Yeah. In a, in a court of law, I feel like you would have thrown enough shadow of a doubt that you would have not been convicted. I know. But your relationship would have, the foundation, there would have been a crack. That's true. That's absolutely true. Taking on water damage. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Decorum, Erica. I mean, you know... <laughs> It's been a hard three, almost three years now. So I don't, I'd like to think he's not asking for too much. It's, it's maybe some might say the bare minimum sure. that one could ask. Like you were giving off some Homer Simpson energy. Oh, uh, yes. A hundred percent. We got invited to a wedding, mm. a somewhat formal wedding mm. next month. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, in March actually. And I was like, I don't remember how to, how to, I, I don't remember how to be. Yeah. Are they going to allow me? I, I don't, I need to watch online etiquette <laughs> courses again. <laughs> like, I like you're fucking eating with your fingers. Are you eating with your fingers? Sometimes like <laughs> sometimes it's like too much effort to go get a fork. He's going to be like, what was that? What's that one fucking thing where it's like the stupid, like the lady from with the cockney. Oh, I'm blowing this. You're the queen of short stories. I think this is a longer one, but it's like, oh, you're going to teach me how to be nice. And then the guy like takes pity on this girl and teaches her how to be nice. You know what story I'm talking about? <laughs> like Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Winston's gonna have to teach. He's gonna put a bowl of soup in front of you. You'll be like, "Oh, soup's here," and you're gonna try to drink it with your hands. I'm gonna slurp it and eat it with my hands, and he's gonna be like, "No, you take the spoon away from your body and then up to your mouth." And oh, yeah, a spoon, a spoon in it, a spoon in it. I've only <laughs> scooped out the eyeballs of my of my enemies with one of these. God yeah. damn. Uh, yeah, Eliza had a dark backstory. That's what nobody remembers about that story. Oh, wow. I yeah. don't remember that. Well, you should have paid more attention. You should have paid more attention in school to these short stories. What's it called? I uh, fucking, it's not the taming of the shrew. It, it's Shakespeare. Uh, that's Shakespeare. It's, that's Shakespeare. Uh, There's no way we could ever find this out either. Isn't that crazy? That's what's crazy about this is that we could never know we'll never find out we'll never find out no one will ever write in and tell us what stupid bitches we are pygmalion which is my fair lady my fair lady great yeah played by aubrey audrey hepburn oh what a gem now why are you trash well as i teased in the beginning of the podcast i'm fucking crazy right now (laughs) I think everyone has figured out at this point that we record the podcast the weekend, like, like two days before it's released, you know, that weekend before it comes out on Monday. So last night for the first time in 2022, January 28th, 2022, I had some alcohol and I was doing dry January. I got 28 days in that's just as good as 30 to me. And so I thought I would celebrate and I opened up a $50 bottle of wine. I drank three fourths of it. I think, you know, Taylor got a glass in uh, and then I had a beer. So I got drunk. I got drunk. I got fucking drunk, whatever. My body has not had alcohol in, you know, almost a month. So around 5.30 in the morning this morning, I woke up with my heart pounding out of my chest as my body tried to fight off the poison that I put inside of it. I've not been back to sleep. So I have been awake now for going on six hours. That's more sleep than I got the night before. So 
what do you do when you wake up at 530? You don't want to wake up your loved ones. So you go into the other room, you watch TV or you try to fall asleep. So what did I watch? I watched Ozark. So now I'm sleep deprived and paranoid as fuck. Mm -hmm. And that feeling hasn't left me. So I feel so crazy. And when I was like, time to make breakfast, I'm fucking starving. I reached down to get a pan out of the cabinet and I saw my reflection in the like lids of a different potter pan or whatever, like the reflective lid. And I fucking screamed because I thought it was a rat or something. Yeah. I was like, I am just like, 8 30 in the morning and I was like ah! like just like fucking so loud dropped the pan in my hand like ran back realized it was just my reflection I'm gripping my heart because it's pounding so fast I've now definitely woken up Taylor and probably the rest of my neighbors and I had to explain to him he was like are you okay I was like yeah yeah and then I burst into tears <laughs> <laughs> and then he came out like an hour later because I guess he was able to fall back asleep, which is great. I don't want to wake him up. Right. And it's like, what happened? I was like, I saw my reflection. I thought it was a rat. And then he laughed at me and then I cried again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day I'm having. That's, I guess, why I'm trash. Yeah, I can't go back to sleep. I'm afraid of, I'm frightened of my own reflection. I blame Ozark for that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not doing good. So if by the dumpster fire, I'm not speaking English anymore. I, I don't know what to tell anyone. I, I had, I cried in front of my boss yesterday. <sighs> had a full, like I, I didn't start out the meeting crying. I just was talking sure. <laughs> and my words didn't align with like my face and my body's reactions. I was like, so by next quarter, I project that uh, I like, it just overcame me. And she was like, you're not okay. What's going on? I don't know. It's a visceral reaction. Like it's not. Oh my God. And then the, she was a champ, but the thing is she offered to Postmates me a dessert and uh-huh. I said, no, oh my gosh, thank you so much. No. And then like 45 minutes later, I was like, damn, I want a sweet treat so bad right now. Uh-huh. And I was like, I should have just taken the, yeah, the, taken the dessert, like always say yes to the dessert. Why did you say no? At the pride, the pride in the moment. Oh. But I, I, I should have looked at the income disparity between the two of us, uh-huh. and <laughs> the power dynamic between the two. I should have just said, okay, yeah. I mean, what do you give a yeah. crying child at the doctor's office if not like a lollipop? Not a lollipop. This is the equivalent. Sending you some bougie fucking LA cupcake. (laughs) Oh boy. Man, we are a, we are a crying bunch here. We're falling apart. You know who else was, was just crying it up? Oh gosh. The parents in our next store or in our first story. Oh boy. Here it goes. Here it goes. (laughs) From the New York post.com. A school district denies litter boxes for students identifying as furries. The Michigan school district has debunked a wild claim that the school provided litter boxes for students who identified as furries, people who dress up as anthropomorphic, ooh, hard word, animals in a Facebook post. So it was a hilarious rumor that blew up online. Michael E. Shero, the superintendent of Midland Public Schools, said there's no truth whatsoever to this false statement slash accusation. There was a school sit down where this a parent was like claiming to be really disturbed, learning that at least one of the kids in the town in one of the unisex bathrooms uses a litter box for kids that identify as cats. She said, I'm all, I'm just guessing her delivery, I am all for creativity and imagination but when someone lives in a fantasy world and expects other people to go with it 
I have a problem with that. So a furry who identifies as a cat or a dog or whatever. You think that was probably what it sounded like? Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank yeah, you. I like that. And scene, I've been to Stella Adler is what that told me. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I studied Meisner, but thanks. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, of course. Mm, yeah. Anyways, it's, it's okay. I'm not... I'm not going to let that ruin my day. Okay. Should have known that. Uh, Bad friend card. Yellow card on the flat, on the play. (laughs) (laughs) Soccer, right? It's fine. Anyways. She also claimed that the nefarious practice was part of a nationwide agenda being pushed within the education system. Uh, Footage of her accusation was shared on Facebook and naturally, Michigan Republican Party co-chair uh, Mayshawn Maddock wrote that parent heroes will take back our schools, which goes to show how quickly politicians just choose to react without uh, doing more research. Yeah, they need to jump on something. They didn't think it for a second that A, this might be fake or B, that there's like maybe a bigger problem that a school is they're not commenting on the litter boxes they're just saying like wow look at these parents who will take back our schools because we uh cut so much funding every time that we vote <sighs> yeah we're, we're not going to talk about the fact that they don't have textbooks or basic you know upgrades to the schools or no funding for teachers but god forbid somebody shit in a litter box i mean it is weird to shit in a litter box at school though i will say although I'm not kink shaming furries. Yeah, it, it's a it's a pond that I'm not dipping my toe into. Sure. Like, do you? But there is a element of do not bring that into. Don't make everyone else make concessions around you. Did you know that there is an estimated two hundred and fifty thousand people? who in the U.S. identify as furries and that that's a subculture whose members enjoy dressing up as cartoonish animals and sometimes as a sexual fetish, but more often as a fun escape? You know what? I did not. Mm -hmm. Um, As someone that lived exclusively in Ugg boots in college, (laughs) I, I get it. I, I, uh, yeah, as a fourth furry, you know, like as a fraction of a furry in college, I understand. I really like the mental image of you wearing Ugg boots to this day. And people be like, Erica, like, why are you still wearing those Ugg boots? They're so out of style. And you just go, they're a fun escape. <laughs> I don't think that people would argue with you. It's true. <laughs> you know who's getting a lot of flack for her outfit these days, though? Who? Minnie Mouse. Can a bitch live? That's that's what I want to see Minnie Mouse say. Can a bitch live? I mean, first the green M&M and now here we are with Minnie Mouse. According to the DailyMail.co, she's uh, debuted a woke new look or well, Disney has for Minnie Mouse break because Minnie Mouse is fake. And uh, it was a pantsuit designed by Stella McCarthy, McCartney. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, Erica, <laughs> it's we're we're on the fast track to gibberish city for me. <laughs> Get your shit together. (laughs) Disneyland Paris unveiled the famous character's brand new outfit on Tuesday via Twitter, but many people quickly put the company on blast for the change. Uh, Minnie was created in 1928, and she's always worn a red and white polka dot dress, although not always. Sometimes she's had other outfits, but they were always, you know, a nice skirt. And here's the thing. It was a new costume created in honor of Women's History Month, which takes place in March, which also coincides with the celebration of the park's 30th anniversary. It's a blue polka dot blazer with matching pants in an attempt to make her a symbol of progress for a new generation because everyone is always looking at Disney to define the symbols of progress for new generations. And here's my question. Can Tucker Carlson fuck the new version of Minnie Mouse? No, because she looks like a dude in a suit. Okay. Well, then I'm, you know, obviously on his side of this issue. (laughs) Does she still have a bow? Like, 
I'm trying to find a picture of it. Minnie Mouse yeah. pantsuit. Okay, great. It's like the first thing that comes up with Googling. Yeah, she's still got a bow. So you could, I mean, like, she's still asking for it. She's fuckable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she still has a bow. She's still wearing a heel. I mean, like a clogged heel. Like she's definitely wearing like, you know, she's got her dance goes on, but that's Ugh. just more comfortable. The uh, second like, most like popular thing in Google search is, is Minnie Mouse pantsuit temporary? <laughs> oh God. She's also worn pants for eons. Like there's other iterations of her wearing pants. Really? Yes. Uh, the second tweet reply are images of her wearing pants in cartoons and in real life. Huh. Well, maybe the timing of it's just bad with the whole green M&M backlash. Oh my gosh. What's happening to our cart, like our cartoon mascots, the, 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 the very fabric of our American. Well, this is in Paris, but what's happening to these? They're all becoming dogs is what's happening. Oh boy. Sorry. (laughs) That was a joke. I'm I have to just, people know I'm joking on this podcast, right? I, some people might take it literally. You said we should round up all the pregnant women earlier. <laughs> Let's not keep score, Cassandra. Let's not keep score. <clears throat> we could keep score on one thing. Yeah. What's that? People who don't wear masks on flights doing banana sandwich shit. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. Uh, not wearing a mask is one thing. But not wearing pants, a whole new ballpark. Unless you're Minnie Mouse. Unless you're Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Uh, According to CNN, a man was arrested after allegedly exposing himself to a Delta flight attendant and passengers. A man was arrested for allegedly creating multiple disturbances and exposing himself to a flight, flight attendant and passengers during a Delta Airlines flight. An eight hour flight traveling from Dublin, Ireland to New York City on January 7th. Shane McInerney, McClurney, McInerney, McClurney. There's an L in there. Is that an I or an L? McIrony. Jesus. Whatever. The I like that's the Irish. A group of people you can openly disrespect. Is that true? Yes, they're white ethnics. You can openly disrespect them. I'm gonna throw tomatoes at my boyfriend later. Yes, um, that is approved racism. No, uh, no, no, there's we, no approved racism. The, yeah, we are morons is what we're explaining. Um, Shane, <laughs> let's call the passenger. He had an exchange with the flight captain who was on a break and twice placed his own cap on the captain's head. Here's what you don't do. You don't spit on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind and you don't put your own cap onto the captain's head of a flight. I'm sorry to get off the subject, but what were those first two that you were pointing out? Was this a, is this a turn of phrase? Uh, are you not familiar with Jim Croce? What? You don't spit into the wind. Jim Croce. You don't mess around with Jim. Who's Jim Croce? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. This is a song. This is a song from 1972. Don't you think it's in poor taste that you're bringing him up when we're talking about planes? Google (laughs) says he died in a plane crash. Oh, did he? (laughs) I didn't know. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, anyway, good to know. It's all good. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) R.I.P. Jim Croce. <laughs> At one point during the flight, Shane pulled down the pants, his pants, and underwear, exposing his buttocks to a flight attendant, according to the complaint. All right. I think we can all agree that mooning someone is hilarious, but you need to moon people who, like, you know and who consensually aren't going to freak out if they see your ass. Dude, if if mooning people is so funny. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> but when you're not prepared to see a butt. Yes. And all of a sudden there is a butt in front of you. <laughs> it is so funny. If it's a known, if it's a known butt, 
Yeah, I need to know the owner of the butt. I need to have a a close relationship with the owner of the butt. And then, man, is a butt funny. God, is a butt funny. But if it's an unknown butt, Mm -hmm. a strange butt, an unidentified butt, an angry butt. An angry butt? Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, if a UIB, unidentified butt, it is... (laughs) bad news that's what the government won't tell us is where the uibs are wow the unidentified butts yeah well he's in jail so we've got that yeah shane was released on a twenty thousand dollar bond but remains in the u.s as a condition of his bond and no date has been set for his arraignment so he is on his own dime in new york in new york that is expensive because he is from galway what do they call the cops there? I know you like this word. The guardy. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. They have the guardy in Ireland. I'm really, yeah, that's really cute. We have a listener story. Well, I mean, a listener sentence, a story. I don't want to say that. And then it sounds like the, this listener did this thing. <laughs> it's true. Sent in by Richard Martin Thank from you. boingboing.net. Warning against letting wild animals into your house backfires due to cuteness of wild animals. The social media team for the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation made a quick PSA not to bring mountain lions inside, which brings the or oh Jesus, which begs the question. Don't cut that out. I want people to fucking hear. (laughs) I want them to hear how much I'm struggling. How often? Do people bring mountain lions into their homes? But reminder, which included a positively, but the reminder, which included a positively adorable picture of a puma rolling around in the snow, tempted to people to adopt mountain lions. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's just cute. <laughs> so people were responding like, you know, if I'm ever killed by a mountain lion, just know my last words were here, kitty, kitty. And basically just sent off a full thing of gifts that made the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation pretty annoyed. They expressed their frustration and disappointment. One mischievous replier even edited the photo to dangle yarn in front of the ambush predator. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) So it turns out mountain lions are capable of breaking your neck and mauling you to death but they can look just as cute as their domesticated feline relatives. Have you ever seen one? No. Uh, Me neither. Yeah. Uh, I would love to. Um, I would be fear stricken, but I would love to see one. I feel like it's like always just kind of like a vague, like warning, like, Oh, careful when you go hiking, there's mountain lions up there. And it's like, (laughs) are there though? Where are all these lions? There's like two in all of LA County. But you get warnings about them all the time. Who you see are coyotes. Those are everywhere. I one time in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, like the the heart of the city, was in my car, you know, parked right in front of my home. And my car was when I taught when I say circled, like like swarmed by coyotes. What? There were at least four all around my car and i was like how do i they're supposed to be more afraid of me than i am of them but at this juncture they have the upper hand (laughs) (laughs) you were already in the car right i was in the car but i needed to get into the house oh no (laughs) so they, they, they had the advantage of numbers and claws and teeth and i was like how do i you know scare them the hell away they, they just were circling my car and i was like what did i do what did i do clearly you've never been to burbank recently because the Bur- the city of burbank is has signs everywhere like kind of like posted signs that say if you see a coyote kind of like talking about their coyote problem and the advice is to yell go away coyote <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it was pretty simple. Would have loved to have been a part of that city council meeting where the verbiage was hammered out. Yeah, we love it. Every time that we pass one of those signs, we just go away, coyote. Or if we see a coyote, we say it to ourselves. We don't actually yell at the coyotes. because Should we have said, 
go away coyote here boy run coyote. like what should we say <laughs> jesus fuck off coyote fuck off coyote no that's too aggressive larry we can't do that you're right nithya ramen we can't oh did you look at the council member that's the only that's literally the only local politician i could think of i don't uh, know if she's in charge of burbank i don't think she is <laughs> it's the only pull i had burbank's pretty republican i'm pretty sure it's a white guy yeah. <laughs> you can have a white guy yeah, according to page six, Taylor Swift slams singer who claims that she doesn't write her own songs. Which singer, you wonder? Oh, just the guy from the Gorillas. Oh, boy. Also, the front man from the band Blur. Blur. What are their favorite songs? Is it, is that like, she's Lump? No. That lump? That's Peach. Uh, that's the presence of the United States sings Lump. Blur is that, uh, I got my head set on a jumbo jet but it does oh woohoo he's oh and then he does gorilla songs which are like so it kind of like has like a style yeah but uh he he told the la times that it doesn't count at co-writing her songs which this is just eeks of misogyny like what does he fucking care it's just like listen i'm no swifty i I don't know if that's ever been discussed on the pod i'm not coming for you t swift no we respect the swifties we're down with the swifties i respect taylor swift i'm just not a fan i Uh, think i'm I'm dancing with dangerous i'm dancing with danger you better fucking get your shit together because there are not many fan pools as brutal as the Swifties. It's just, it's not for me, but I respect oh. the artistry and I respect that she writes her own fucking songs and that she works her ass off. She does do all of those things. She writes all of her own songs. Oh, I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole about her and Carly Kloss's relationship and how everyone like thinks that they were gay together. And I'm like, please let them be gay together. Please let them be gay together. I wanted it so bad. And I mean, but she's telling all these, like they're drawing like conspiracy theory level conclusions to like the lyrics in her songs, which she wrote. Yeah, she did. So she fired back a tweet on monday and said i was such a big fan of yours until i saw this i write all my own songs your hot take is completely false and so damaging you don't have to like my songs but that's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing wow and then she quipped my favorite part (laughs) she didn't say that i'm i'm editorializing P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. Uh, He was claiming that co-writing is very different to writing. He was like, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. Doesn't mean that the outcome can't be really great. I'm a, I suppose I'm a traditionalist in that sense to which I think everyone else is probably thinking, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Who, Who the fuck asked? Who are you? You don't perform with your face, right? Isn't that the whole gorillas thing? Yeah, that was the whole gorillas thing. They yeah. perform as cartoons, which, hey, I, I'm not hating on anybody or whatever the fuck he's saying. She literally wrote every song on Speak Now from her 2010 album by herself at age 19. Yeah, like she collaborates with people now, I'm sure, but like they're still her fucking songs. He says that he prefers the songs of Billie Eilish because they're darker and endlessly upbeat or less endlessly upbeat. Billie Eilish collaborates with her brother. Yeah, no shade. Uh, uh, This is what drives me nuts was like when Beck won over Beyonce for album of the year and people were like, well, look at Beck. Like Beck wrote all the songs and Beyonce had like artists and I'm like, you know who else was fucking eating because of Beyonce? Everyone else listed on that album. You know who else is going to get residuals for the rest of their fucking lives? Everyone else listed on that album. There's a reason why people collaborate and list other people on album credits and things like that. Like that it's 
Mm. Yeah. Everyone else is going to get a chunk of that pie for the rest of their lives. Let women be bad bitches. Let women be speaking of bad bitches. Mm -hmm. Let's get into our next story about a bad grandma. (laughs) According to the independent.co grandmother lures scammer to her home and gets him arrested. These individuals sit at home and have nothing else to do, but think of ways to take advantage of our elderly. The police commissioner says. So 73-year-old Long Island grandmother got a call from a man who said that he was her grandson. Knowing it was a scam, she called the police, told the scammers to come and pick up money at her house, and then got them arrested. The grandmother got a call on Thursday morning from a man posing as a relative, claiming that he was in jail for drunk driving and that he needed $8,000 for bail. I knew he was a real scammer. I just knew he wasn't going to scam me. And so she invited a man acting as a bail bondsman to come and pick up the cash. And then she handed him an envelope filled with paper towels and he was tackled by the police. Joshua Estrella Gomez, 28, was arrested at the home. He was charged with attempted grand larceny in the third degree, the Nassau County Police Department said. It's unclear if Mr. Gomez has retained an attorney. FBI data shows that millions of older people are the victims of scams each year with crimes worsening during the COVID-19 pandemic. Found that people over the age of 60 lost $1 billion to scams in 2020, but now it's the annual losses have increased to $3 billion. It's a lot of money and it's kind of scary, like some of these scams and they're like kind of aggressive and crazy. Well, what sucks is that the FBI says that scammers go after the elderly because they tend to be trusting and polite and tend to have money saved away and they're a vulnerable population. Yeah. It's really sad. And and this granny said, Oh, hell no. Come get some. <laughs> Come fucking get some. Yeah, I'm going to get you arrested. It's so smart to stuff it with paper towels. That definitely feels like money. Her grandchildren were way too young to be arrested for drunk driving. If you're a scammer, A, don't scam, but do your damn homework. Do you think a 13-year-old is going to get arrested for drunk driving? Yeah, (laughs) if that happens, I'm sure you would probably hear about it in another way. In another way, yeah. You know who they're not hearing from? Ooh. Well, first of all, this story comes to us from AOL, which is crazy. I mean, I mean, I I wish I still got CDs from AOL in the mail. Well, yeah, if we could just go back to the time where I could just, we could drive to Circuit City and pick up an AOL disc. A simpler time, really. And do you remember the feeling of... Um... You'd be online and then someone would pick up the phone and pick you up. No! I'm on I'm on AIM. I did you catfish people before it was called catfishing in chat? Yeah, I did. And it was like, I mean, what what were we supposed to do? We were like preteen girls. Ah. Oh yeah. I, I had a picture of a girl that I would send as my photo. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't get that deep. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> no, they yeah. would just be like ASL. And I'm like, mm, 19, <laughs> um, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I'm a model, but like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And it would just be like two 12 year olds, like on the, which is like really fucked up. And here's the thing about the gentleman in our next story is that the key to success is persistence. Wow. That's really beautiful. And he has persistence. So hunt for a mystery man who rings doorbell at night and then walks away. I just want to say, I'm not forgetting that you said that you would send a fake picture of people dying to talk about this someday. (laughs) You and my therapist, we should unpack that. Yeah, but we got to, we have to talk about this ding dong ditcher. Police are searching for a man who's been repeatedly ringing a doorbell on Thursdays. Officers have released CCTV footage of an unidentified person on one of his visits to a home on London Road, Stroud. The unknown male ringing the bell between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. at least three times a month. And some nights, some nights he comes back more than once. In a neighborhood alert, PSSO Wood said, this is causing a lot of alarm and distress to the victims. 
Is it, is it one house or it's just one person, I think? Incidents. So uh, a number of incidents. But all the one house. Yes. God. That's fucking scary. This is personal in some way. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it feels like you didn't tip a delivery man and he's oh like, my God. oh, I'll show you. I mean, hey, I hate to get on my crazy bullshit, but what if this guy's from the future? No. Uh, uh, okay. I know. I was, I was like, what if he's trying to warn them of something? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fucking AOL, like, remember when, when you get those like long forward emails and they were always like sometimes like scary stories. And it was like, there was one that was like an anecdote of like, one time a woman was driving home from her job and there was a car that was following her and he kept turning on his high beams and she was scared. But then she got home and the car, the car pulled in behind her and fucking saved her life because there was a man in the back and every time the man would come up to grab her they would turn on the high beams so you say like do you i just got the chills yes (laughs) okay so like what if that's this like that's why aol specifically is reporting on this (laughs) like you know at at three two between two and four a.m is when the devil comes out of this person's mailbox and this man always <laughs> presses the doorbell to scare off the devil <laughs> who knows Ooh. who knows i mean honestly he could be saving their lives forward this podcast to all of your aunts right now and if you forward it to 10 aunts you're gonna find the love of your life in april yes and if you don't you will be cursed with celibacy forever. Yeah. There's there's an online witch mm-hmm. from Russia cursing mm-hmm. people. And if you mm-hmm. don't send this podcast to someone in the next 30 minutes, the lady from the ring is going to walk out of your TV. Seven days. <laughs> oh, God. Man, we are just making up stories, aren't we? Well, speaking of like making up shit, if you've been on the internet, obviously last week we covered West Elm Caleb mm-hmm. and a reaction to that in the DC area, there was a Google doc that was called the DC safe dating directory, AKA Caleb's list now. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. I just want to state that. Cassandra and me are not pick me girls. No. And mom, a pick me girl (laughs) is like a girl who craves attention from men and tries to not be like other girls, you know, and is like being kind of drowned by her own internal misogyny. That's not what we're doing here. Okay. This list that's circulating and it's, very hard to actually locate the Google document, but people have taken screenshots and uh, screen recordings of the list, which we will link a couple of tweets to. It has its own Gmail, a TikTok, a Twitter, uh, you know, a hashtag Caleb's of DC. This poor Caleb of West Nome his name becoming the rallying cry. And these quote tips are, I think the intention was, hey, this guy is a predator. But what has been displayed is that this guy ghosted me or this guy we matched on a dating app we went out a couple times we you know he invited me over everything was fine then he ghosted me haven't heard from him next thing i know you know it's two months later and he hits me up again it's just they're they're naming people by first name and description and it's not protect like i don't understand the protection element they're not naming predatory behavior they're just naming bad 
dates and ghosting, not true issues of protecting. Yeah, like basically, like I think that there's merit to, you know, if someone is a serial like rapist or something, you know, then that information being passed around to help and save potentially future victims outside of just, you know, like going to the police or whatever, like is helpful. But like to have people who just have a, who just ghosted you and then putting them up there, it's like, there's like a little bit of like a false equivalency. Is that the word equivalency? That's not a word. False equivalence, but like, or like some guy who was acting really, really fucking creepy the whole time and was like really aggressive and all these kinds of things. Yeah, that's a good thing to maybe like share, I suppose. But like someone who just one night stand you and their moves worked and you fell for it and now you're sad about it. Like we don't need to go out and ruin these people's lives and reputations like this it just it's a really fucking slippery slope and i don't know i mean ghosting's not a great thing to do to people but like sometimes you just have to to fucking do it sometimes you just do it here's the thing gossip saves like gossip historically has been viewed negatively because it has truly i feel like ultimately can save people's lives like there's a reason that when women get together, they discuss things secretly and privately. And, and it has always, gossip has always been a tool of discovery in a way. And, and some gossip is negative. I'm not defending a blanket statement against gossip, but like there has been historical gossip has, you know, we get around the campfires and be like, oh, in the cave, you know, mook mook beats his wife let's all not fuck with mook mook you know there 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 is a a a a justification for for gossip and sharing this type of information but like the these this isn't predatory behavior this is just primarily bad dates that don't deserve to be blasted and it feels like a faux attempt at feminism in a way yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's there's no vetting process to this. We don't even know who started this. She's remaining anonymous. It just, you know, it can really really be taken out of control and like ruin people's lives. And it's just this is just not a great thing. Like I get the good intentions behind totally. it. Totally. But it's just not vetted or done in the appropriate way. And I feel like it's a little trashy. Yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, can you, don't ever make me have to defend men like that again. Don't fucking make me do it. God damn it. That pissed me off. I hate it. I I got the cold sweats. Speaking of, of don't make me defend men. (laughs) Let's get into our next story from the businessinsider.com. Fox News is Peter Ducey. Is it Ducey? Hilarious name, whatever it is. Ducey. I haven't heard it. I've only read it. So <laughs> save your emails. I mean, if it's not Ducey, like if it's not the, the of a C, it's Dookie. <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is just, I've only seen it written down. Are uh, you Ducey or are you Dookie? He <laughs> <laughs> jokes about President Joe Biden calling him a stupid son of a bitch says he might have no choice but to embrace the label. Yeah, no shit. I I loved this Biden moment. Like we don't ha- I don't I don't have any major opinions one way or another on Biden. I feel like he's not the one I would have chosen, but I'm so grateful it's not Trump that like I just it is what it is, but man, when we see little glimpses of Vice President Biden, <laughs> Back, you know, that old, that old fun loving son of a bitch. I love it. Yeah. He got caught on a hot mic and called him a stupid son of a bitch. And it's pretty great. 
in the trashiest way like should a sitting president call someone a stupid son of a bitch no <laughs> but why not <laughs> decorum decorum nah fuck that that was out the window we haven't had decorum since obama yeah that's fair that's Somebody, not even true yeah i i decorum uh obama called kanye jackass yeah and like president clinton like had an affair we haven't had decorum since George W. Bush. Oh, God, what did he do? What did George Bush do? The W. Bush do, yeah. Uh, it's best that we don't get into it. He, yeah, he no. started a really big war, Eric. Oh, yeah, I like forgot. A really fucking big war. Like a really big war. Oh, boy. Yeah, like oh, a really big one. We're, we're still in, so. But remember Mission Accomplished? I do. Do you remember when he choked on a pretzel? It's only funny because he was the most powerful man in the world. Like <laughs> you, the listener choking on a pretzel. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. The most powerful man in the world choking on a pretzel. That's hilarious. What did he, he was talking about like OBGYN, like in all the beautiful things they do or something like that too. <laughs> I don't remember the context. <laughs> That's great though. George W. Bush, OBGYN. <laughs> what did he say? Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women all across the country is what he said. <laughs> That's funny. So do see pronunciation. Dookie. <laughs> he has like a pretty good attitude about this. Yeah, I guess the two podcast. talked on the phone afterwards. <laughs> They went back and forth and they're just going to move forward. He called him on the cell phone with an hour of that exchange and it was nothing personal. They went back and forth and they just kind of talked about moving forward. Wow. And he's just going to kind of embrace being known as the stupid SOB guy. <laughs> Fine. All right. I, I mean, you love to see it. I think I want a cooler name if I have to go by anything like maybe like chaos black metal. <laughs> You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we can arrange something like that. Uh, you know, a TikTok is free and you can choose any name you want. Oh, shoot. It's taken by the next person in our story. Ah, damn. According to MSN.com, an Oklahoma man found himself stuck inside an Aldi supermarket after the lone working employee locked up and left for the night without checking for remaining customers. He found himself locked inside with another person in April of 2020, but he just only shared the footage of his experience online recently. So on Tuesday, he revealed that he had to call the police. Oh, by the way, social media, he's chaos black metal. Chaos black metal. We all know that right now, right? And yeah, he was just in the empty store and called the police, but just chilled. It was only like 8.45 p.m. Yeah. And they they don't close till nine o'clock. And so he it was only 8.45 and he was waving at the cashier at the window with the light on in the store as he drove away. And so he called the police and they were like, uh, well, we'll uh, don't open the door because it'll set off the alarm. <laughs> so they had to, the, the clip ended with a pair of officers ending in the store to let him out and thank god this happened in oklahoma and not la the officers wouldn't have gotten there for like three or four more days a boom Ooh. boom 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 lapd doesn't lapd doesn't show up that quickly especially in non-emergencies a boom 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 oh boy remember that car i was telling you about that was in my alley uh-huh took six fucking days and what ever came of it people calling every single day all six days in a row and then finally parking enforcement showed up eventually like finally after six days wow and then they towed it but like they didn't even send a real cop they sent it's it was a fucking stolen it doesn't matter it's over now <laughs> oh my goodness hey Cass, are you ready uh yeah i think i'm ready it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my god. 
Our next story is sent in by Garrett Hondranastas, loyal Thank listener. You. Thank you. From the oh New York, God. and it's from the New York Times, which not to brag, but I also subscribe to that. Yeah, I, I, you know, not to brag, but I know someone that subscribes to the New York Times, <laughs> and it's you. I make you classy by proxy. It's true. <laughs> uh, can a gay cruise keep? 4,700 people safe amid COVID. And the reason why we're covering this, there are larger events that are not getting the tone of this coverage. There are sporting events. It feels slightly homophobic that a gay cruise is being called out about health protocols and is it safe enough when it's only 4,700 people? 4,700 people is a lot of people, but in the CDC and, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing these days has warned people to avoid travel on cruise ships. But the tour operator of this gay cruise uh, insists that the health protocols are safe enough and they're preparing to launch this big event. It's like the 30th anniversary of this like gay cruise and, you know, but yeah, there's Super Bowl is going to be a lot of people. There's that when we were young festival now going three days in a row, mm-hmm. that's going to be fucking huge. There was all these big, like, there's a lot of big things going on that aren't necessarily getting, getting covered, getting the scrutiny. It's been documented that the crews had a, like a 98% vaccination rate and a, almost 90% boost rate and masks were required indoors unless you were eating. There were sanitation and hand-washing stations almost everywhere, like doors on the ship, you know, things like that. You know, I, I, I do feel like there was tons of outdoor activities. It's just, uh, you know, I think people think, gay crews they associate it with just like a giant fuck party yes or orgies on the water like cocaine off boners yes which like super fun also by the way i haven't done cocaine off a boner i'm just saying like the energy of a cocaine off a boner and like an orgy like i i definitely like don't i don't hate that yes but that's not what this was no at least that not, you know, that wasn't what it was advertised to be. That's not what it was. And I don't think anything about someone who's deciding to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're silly for paying so much money for a football ticket. But hey, I spend a lot of money too. I don't think anything of people who are going to concerts now, you know, indoor or outdoor. Like we, <laughs> I'm not downplaying the pandemic, but like at the point, like even with this cruise, like these businesses are near extinct you know, mm-hmm. like they need to make money and we have a certain amount of information at this point and we're not requiring vaccines of people. Like it's just, everything is so fucked at this point that it's like people just need to make their own decisions and like, just do what they're going to do. If you go on a cruise ship with 4,700 people and you get COVID, you probably went into it knowing that that was going to be a possibility the same way that if you go to a fucking house party with 15 people that risk is there. Or if you go to a concert at the forum with like 13,000 people there, you know that too. Like, it's just kind of like people need to be able to have the freedom to just assess their own risk and stuff without having the New York times write about it at this point. We know. And yeah, so I can see why there's a, a certain feeling of why are you pointing out this gay cruise and not like these way bigger events? Yeah, it, it again, it just feels pointed and a little, you know, if it smells like a little bit of homophobia and it quacks like a little bit of homophobia, it's a duck. Maybe, maybe it's a duck. So uh, the, the capacity uh, or, um, So even fans and people that have attended previous called on the company using Facebook to cancel the cruises and schedule for later dates. And Mr. Davis, who is a a talent manager from Nashville, Ron Davis said, I have never been a part of an orgy. I have never done cocaine off a stair rail. Sure. If you want to 
do that. You can find it, but it's not all people rampant, having rampant sex out in the open. Thank you, Mr. Davis, for that quote. Stair rail. I was thinking boners. Stair rail makes more sense. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. People, he, you know, he acknowledged like people that are attending acknowledges, like, I don't think I'm bulletproof, but I'm double vax and boosted and I'm careful. And, you know, it's like there are safety protocols, walls and barriers and things in place designed to do the opposite of business, which we're in, which is to bring people together. Yeah. I mean, there was a time early, early, early in the pandemic pre-vaccine and stuff where there was still kind of like people like going out and doing all these kinds of crazy things. And I definitely had opinions about that. And I guess they're different than my opinions now because opinions can change with more information and time. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm giving up, but like (laughs) everything is so fucked up. It's not going away. If you think that COVID is going to go away, it's not going to go away. We have to just kind of like assume risk and move on with our lives. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. And, you know, wear masks at places that you're required to wear masks, get the fucking vaccine. It's literally there easier to get than the flu shot. And if you don't, then fine. Like you're the reason that we're going to have a pandemic forever, but like it fine. I just want, I want to move on with my life. It's yeah. It's an assumed every, every time you participate in something, it's an assumed risk and you have to do that calculation and see what you're comfortable with. Just like the people who are going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And I don't see a bunch of op-eds about that. It's funny. Oh, do we keep using the Super Bowl as an example? It's just probably the straightest event I can think of outside of like maybe a St. Patrick's Day parade. Or like Sturge's motorcycle rally. There's something pretty gay about Sturge's. (laughs) (laughs) They're not admitting it, but... Something you can't see, but I'm pulling on my collar. Yeah. Like I get it. Like there's women like getting their boobs painted and stuff like that. But I don't know. I something a little gay about Sturges. And I like it. (laughs) All right. Well, what are you hoarding this week? Costco. Oh, oh, love Costco. I just like it. You know, like I just like they pay their employees good from my understanding. And we buy in bulk these days, like, and we're saving so much money doing that. And we're blessed to have a big fridge, but with like prices of like meat and um, everything going up so high right now, I'm just grateful for my Costco membership. I love that. I am a corporate fucking pawn. Do you follow Costco does it again on Instagram? Not yet, but I'm doing it right now, bitch. They, they show the newest and hottest fun trends at Costco. There's a lot of like cute Instagram accounts like that. So this will probably be like my fifth because um, I follow Costco and I follow Costco wine blog. Mm. The Costco wine blog is good. The boxed wine at Costco, cheap and delicious. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. I wish we could get sponsored by Costco. Oh, wouldn't that be the dream? Yeah, I don't think they sponsor podcasts. Oh, that's too bad. There's I a Costco don't. in Orange County that has a car wash. What? Like the gas station and the car wash. I went through it once. It was fucking sick. I've never like really wanted to go to Orange County. Yeah. For many things, <laughs> but that's enticing. Yeah. Yeah. Orange County's gay, kind of like how Sturgis is gay. We're like, they don't know, but like, <laughs> it's a little gay. A little gay. And I love it. I love when things are gay. I hope that more things become gay. Maybe I should be hoarding just like gay. Just, just in general. Just I'm hoarding the- gayness. What are you hoarding? I'm so tired. Like, just CBD. Okay. Yeah, sure. Get you some, some relaxing CBD. Not the THC that comes along. Just CBD for your aches and pains and your relaxation and whatever comes along with it. I'm a big fan and it's been nice to just unwind with it lately because I have not been drinking and um, have the willpower to make it all 31 days. Oh, that's cute. That's real fucking rich. (laughs) Who knows? There's two days left and I'm going to a brewery this afternoon. So we'll see. Which one? Highland Park Brewery. 
That's a great one. I love that one. That's a great one. Yeah. My oh. first outing in quite some time. I'll meet you there. Ooh, shoulder <laughs> shimmy, shoulder shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy. What are you throwing away? Broken glass. Okay. Talk to me about it. it you know, sometimes things break like a glass breaks or something, or in my case, uh, my partner broke a vase yesterday Mm -hmm. and it just shatters into so many pieces. And like my first thought is we have to move. There's just, it's, there's no way we'll be able to clean this up. We have to move. It's easier to move. Yeah. It's easier to move than to say without a doubt that you got all of the glass because it shattered. Like you break a glass in your kitchen, you'll find broken glass like three months later under like a cabinet. And you're like, what the fuck, man? I thought we got you all. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't like broken glass. <laughs> what are you throwing out? Uh, I'm throwing out, you know, the feminine urge, the feminine urge to, to drink caffeine. Mm. It is, it's the drug. We don't talk about it enough. My dependence on on my go-go juice, my my monsters, is dangerous. If I don't have it, I'm I'm angry. I'm cranky. Um, I'm sluggish. And I I need caffeine. Uh, I'm addicted to caffeine. And okay. I need to wean myself off of it, but it is difficult. And we do not talk about the fact that caffeine is a fucking drug and it should be regulated, not just like willy nilly coffee shops on every corner, monsters in a gas station available. Like it's crazy. If you think about it, I did a, I watched a Ted talk online, like a little Ted explains kind of cute little cartoony thing. And it talks about what caffeine does. Um, and you can definitely see the benefits of it, but definitely how it could get carried away and be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rooting for you to give that up. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't drink caffeine. I haven't for 16, 17 years. I gave it up when wow. I was a teenager. Cause I mean, I had an anxiety attack when I was a kid and like, it just scared the shit out of me. My mom, like the next day when I was like still very, very anxious and possibly going to have another one. I was like grabbing a soda or something from like a restaurant. She was like, well, that's not going to help. And then I just like never drank caffeine again. (laughs) Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, where can the people find you? People can find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on the Nooner podcast on the Smodcast network. Where can people find you? You can find me at iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and at gilly gal on twitter and i will be posting my wordle if i win and if i go dark on wordle it means i probably didn't get it man i'm so glad i'm not even aware totally what wordle is other than you throwing it out and then liking it again <laughs> i feel like it's a little too addictive it's just it's a it's a once a day so it's you know, it's, it's real fun, but yeah, as always, you can find this podcast at trashy, trashy pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at trashy, trashy podcast at gmail.com or to go to our website, www trashy pod. Oh, fuck me, Erica. I'm so sleepy. You can do it. Trashy, trashy podcast.com. And on those two places, you can let us know why you're trash. You can send us stories. We love it. Um, and you can leave us a review. We like that too. Oh, so sleepy. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> hey, Cass. Yeah. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.